And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Plus minus. Curry, way downtown. Bang! Bang! Oh, what a shot from Curry! Tim Kawakami deserves all the credit there. <laughs> Plus minus. Curry driving again. Oh, Tell Marcus that he asked you know, that question about my defense. You hear that, Marcus? Anthony, you know me well, buddy. I have a great night. I think you got the highest plus minus in the season in NBA history. Hello and welcome to a uh, breaking edition of the Warriors plus minus podcast for the week. Tim Kawakami is with me. The trade deadline is now 37 minutes over. Uh, I'm on the East Coast, 337 here, but I know it is 1237 back there. Uh, And there was some action. (laughs) Flurry. Yes. Uh, The Warriors traded Corey Joseph to the Pacers, who, by the way, they're playing tonight. They're in Indianapolis. Um, for a second rounder, which, you know, it isn't a fake second rounder. It will convey it's whatever of the Pacers' many second round picks that they're getting this year is the worst. So, you know, you're talking about probably a mid to late second round pick. Uh, sent some cash, saved $11 million in tax, about, uh, by getting Joseph's um, contract off the books. Roster spot opens. Maybe that's Lester Quinones. Um, but again, that's, that's not going <laughs> to, you know, rattle the airwaves in the Bay Area and, and make them stop talking about the Super Bowl. The core is intact. That is the story. None of the veterans are gone. They're moving into the rest of the season, trying to to win whatever they can with this team and then figure it out in the offseason. Yeah, I mean, I bet you when they're calling around, there's one player that, you know, if they could make a significant move, they were asking teams were asking for one player. It's John Kaminga, and they are not trading John Kaminga. So, you know, I, I can imagine the Warriors thinking, hey, you know, we can move Wiggins. If we can move Wiggins and we can get an equal talent back, that's fine. We certainly would subtract a lot of money. And what the other team probably said, okay, but then give us Kaminga. Or they get involved with somebody on a you know lesser deal. And that other team said, that's great. Give us Kaminga. They're just not doing it. And, and Or, you know, maybe two th- first-round picks, and they're probably not doing that. Um you know, we kept talking about it and talking about it. Pascal Siakam was the best thing that we could see on the board for them, and they couldn't get involved with that. And likely it was because Indiana was ready to pay him a max if they traded for him, and the Warriors probably weren't going to be there. So this has all kind of been set for the last week or so. I'd say, what, two weeks later since Wiggins and Kaminga started playing well together, and they don't Yeah, that was a big him. thing because I yeah. think there was more of an appetite to trade Wiggins when he was no question. Blocking. Blocking no Kaminga's no way, question. and when there was you were having the D- Denver game where when Kaminga's grumbling after the game, it's because Kerr stayed with Wiggins down the stretch and was even talking post game about how they can't play together. Draymond coming back has changed that calculus. Andrew Wiggins was still out there up until today, you know, as far in trade discussions. The just the returns were underwhelming, you know, uh, mostly you know the players they would have got back to the point that. You know, it probably would have made them slightly worse this season. You know, we'll see what Wiggins is. I mean, he's been better lately, probably the last month or so. We obviously had a good game in Philly. Um, I think there's earned skepticism that this core is going anywhere this season. But I also just don't think 
moves were necessarily out there that were was gonna uh do that much now you know and shams reported this and i've since heard the same they called on alex caruso today they they called on on various others um but but, guess what caruso would have cost yeah (laughs) it would have cost jonathan Kaminga plus you know yeah, but you know, you're probably talking first rounders. I mean, there's a way to, to maybe get it done. I, from what I heard, they basically shut down calls on Kamingo over the last couple yeah. of weeks. Um, so you know, I mean, I know there's probably a level of disappointment from 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 people who had an appetite to try to maximize, uh, you know, this team. But I, I think there was also part of like you know, if you give up a first rounder this year, I just felt there wasn't a desire or a belief that like you know this team can can suddenly go just you know, toe-to-toe with the Nuggets in the West Finals and just needed one more rotation piece to get over the hump. Exactly. I think there's three things. It's like they've already don't have their 24 draft pick, right? Because that was given up and when they had to get off of Iguodala's salary way back in the Durant stuff. So any, you know, any pick they're giving up is way off into the future, not as valuable. Plus, they don't want to start trading all these multiple number ones at this point, the end of the Steph Curry era. Uh, You might want your first-round draft picks at that point. Two, um, you know, we they decided they didn't need to come off of money. Like that's that, that was a Joe Lacob decision. Like he could have said, four hundred million dollars is too much for this, right? To the nine, the nine seed is that what you're looking at? The ten seed, he could have said that. So many owners would say that. Many owners w- would wouldn't have gone to four hundred million. And it was it, you could say it was rash to go to four hundred million with this roster. They went there. They could have said. Eh, you know what? It's time to back off of this and traded Chris Paul for nothing. Traded, you know, see what Clay could have been, see what Wiggins could get you. Uh, that was all out there. They decided not to come off of money. I think they decided, like, listen, let's make this decision in July. Yeah, to me, the big financial thing that could have been done is to try to get off Wiggins for like expirings and maybe attach a pick and get expiring. So you're just like you're really shedding money into the future. But the truth is part of the reason they kept Paul and kept Clay, but particularly Paul, is because it will help them save money in the future. It will help them duck the second apron. Because you would have still traded Paul today with a pick and you're still getting money back even if you're giving money up. So the other one would have been Looney. That would have been the one where you know if you if you would have traded Looney for example, Washington had like a 10 million dollar trade exception. You shed him for nothing. That would have been like 50 million in savings or something like that. Like that would have been the really financially based move, but the truth is I think they kept their financial flexibility available today number one and two. Like Corey Joseph saves 11, Draymond suspensions have saved them, you know, I don't know, 15 or whatever. But, you know, that's not a critique of Joe Lacob's financial willingness because he's like he spent he spent more than just about anybody ever in the NBA. But I do think part of today was about financial flexibility. Yeah, and I'll say the third piece of that is, do they think that, one, they have some shot this season? And I think the last we certainly this road trip has them thinking, you know what, you get in there, you got Steph Curry. Let's see. doesn't mean you're going to win the championship, but let's see. Could they knock off the three seed or, you know, whatever, like they did last year and give themselves some idea? Do what the Lakers did last year as the, what were the Lakers? Nine, the nine or whatever the hell they were, eight, whatever the hell they were. They got all the way up to seven, but they won the seven, eight. They, okay. They, they, they were playing a play-in team. Could yeah. the Warriors do something similar? And also, like, maybe Wiggins is worth this money, right? I mean, the way he's playing somebody's going to have to go guard Therese Maxey the way he did last night. Somebody has to guard all those guys. They don't really have an option. With GP2 hurt, GP2 is often hurt. You can't count on GP2 to be that guy. And Austin, you know, he isn't going to be playing 35 minutes a game. He's just not. So 
theoretically, Wiggins, you're like you, you, you get rid of Wiggins, and I understand why you would. He played terrible to start the season, but you go be looking for a guy like Wiggins, like you really would be. And unless you can get that, Caruso would be value back, right? No question, but they're not getting Caruso for Andrew Wiggins. You're no chance. So I get all those things. Um, you know, they could use a young player who could do that. They really could. They don't have, you know, Case and Wallace. That would be such an ideal warrior. Like third guard can guard anybody one through three and sh- hit a shot and it's go upwards. They don't have that. That's not what they've got. They've got some other interesting pieces, but you you give up Wiggins and you don't get a guy like him back. The first thing you're doing is looking for another Wiggins. It's just the fact. I'd say that the trade package today that would have intrigued me most. Like, you know, if Wiggins could have become Bogdanovich and Burks, you know, which is what the Knicks got, and maybe you would have had to, you know, obviously, you know, the Pistons did that because they got Quentin Grimes, a cheap, controllable young player. Wiggins is not that. Now, would would Moody appeal like a Quentin Grimes would appeal? Would a first-rounder maybe? I mean, that's the type of bigger move that, you know, you, you kind of shake around the core of, of your rotation a little bit more. But, you know, again, like I said, does that make you go toe-to-toe with the Nuggets no. come West Final? Yeah. yeah. They got a lot of things. That they, they get really used shooting. I mean, you watch this team, and if Clay's not shooting it well, who it's Steph, and literally we saw it's only Steph a couple games ago. Yeah. Uh, they, they are not a good shooting team. You think of the Warriors, it says three points, spread it out, fire it from it, – it's one guy this year. Uh, and that is really problematic with all these other things we talk about. But they weren't getting that in this. Like, Buddy he could they have gotten Buddy Heald? I, I don't know. And he's a free agent anyway. You know, these are all things I think – I'm sure you're hearing it more than I am, but I'm hearing a little bit. It's about next season. A lot of this is like make no move that's going to screw up next season. That literally could be the last run. That really – we've talked about this forever, but that literally could be the last one. And – now, does this Andrew Wiggins next season better than not having Andrew Wiggins? Probably. I wouldn't have said that three weeks ago when I predicted he'd be traded. But he's played better. He's played with Kaminga, and there's just no deal there where they get a better player or even you know two pieces that add up to a better thing than Andrew Wiggins. Make the decision you know in July, and maybe you make it to keep him, maybe you make it to trade him. But I think this is what they they just pushed it to July, feeling half 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 good about this season, sorta. And mostly pointing towards the next season. We should talk about the Chris Paul situation because, uh, you know, the way the team is playing without him currently um, and the fact that he is a $30 million expiring, which, like I said, you know, you attach any asset, you could probably go get yourself uh, different type of mid-rotation pieces, maybe a big, whatever. But the truth is on on, Paul's contract is almost – it is more valuable than just a straight expiring. It's an expiring that can get you – you know, below the the second apron, depending on what you got to give Clay or what you know, if you give Clay anything. But also, it is this thirty million dollar non guaranteed next year, which can be completely wiped away, or it can be used via trade um, in the summer. And you basically can guarantee you would guarantee Chris Paul's salary number up to the you know the amount you have to do in the trade. So it's a very versatile trade vehicle potentially. Who's to say if it's going to be used or not? You know, you I guess you could almost compare it to like a trade exception, like a $30 million trade exception, essentially. Um, but that, you know, as as what you're talking about, like the fact that 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 eyes kind of are on next season in some ways, like his versatility 
as either a guy that, by the way, they could bring back on a cheap yes, number if like, say, he absolutely. plays well at the end of the season. Absolutely. A guy they could just let walk and, and, and get wiped 30 off the books or a guy that they can use for almost any amount of money up to 30 in a, in a trade. Um, it's that That's something I think they wanted to protect. And, and, and there could be, I understand criticism about it, but um, that, there's reasons for some. And they kind of like him on the court. <laughs> and Warriors fans wince at that. And I understand some of this, but he played well when he was healthy. Doesn't mean he's going to play well when he comes back. Doesn't mean he'll stay healthy. But they really liked what he did when he was on the court. And, you know, you go maybe Kaminga, Paul, Pajemski, you know, that unit as a second unit. Like th- That's pretty interesting. And, you know, is that worth $30 million this year? 30, whatever the hell he's making? And probably not, but it's better than not having him. And the option, you know, the op- the optionality it gives you into the season. Like, who's to say like you couldn't get them back for like two years, fifty million next year or or less? You know, I'm not saying they could, but like you have the option to try to look at that. And I think it would be about the same kind of thing for Clay. Like Clay is possibly going away for nothing. He possibly could be, tr- you know, sign and trade to a team that's over the cap, or he possibly could be. You sign him for two years and, you know, whatever they were talking about, early, you know, during the summer. And he didn't like that number, but that's what the number is. It's not going to be 35. That is, I, I always like that number ain't the number no more. Yeah, yeah. MT's in here. MT's here. Going down. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. But I just like that. I think that context on Paul and that would uh, just what his contract actually is with, with next year's, uh, you know, $30 million non-guarantee is important. Marcus Thompson. Uh, were you riveted by the Corey Joseph uh, for for a, a late second rounder? Did that rattle you when you heard about it? I wasn't riveted. I was a little hurt. I felt it was a personal attack on me because I like talking to Corey Joseph. He's a nice Corey guy. Joseph, he's one of the good best guy. dudes in the locker room. He's like a man. normal like, guy. He's like a normal yes, guy. He's a normal I'm, guy. Yeah, man. Yeah. Corey's a good dude. I'm like, come on, man. You can't be taking away the dudes who talk. But At I least they didn't make him, him have to take a flight. They're, he's crossing the locker room tonight. Immediate revenge game. Locker. Immediate revenge game. Bike won't pass a physical right away. Maybe. Oh, he's 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 going he's going for forty. No, it's not happening. Uh, if you're a Warriors fan, you've got to be pretty disappointed. But also, they didn't really like Corey Joseph anyway, so it's a. It, yeah, look, nobody's I don't even think cares too much about Not that. Not they as in the Warriors. I mean like Warriors fans. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah the yeah, people yeah. who are complaining about it. Well, Marcus, what is your do you like which do you think fans should feel upset that this the core that was here yesterday is here today? The eleventh seed that was here yesterday is here today. Yeah, I, I do I I think they I think there should be a little bit of disappointment. And I understand it wasn't much out there. But I think sometimes we could just just say, just presume, like from from a seat, like, yeah, man, that that dude will, will he really change it? Like, you don't know, right? So you can't you can't say the answer is no on all of them. If there are like five guys you could have gotten, you know, maybe there's a chance two of them actually does something you you could like. I mean, I'm sure last year people would have said Jared Vanderbilt doesn't really help the Lakers that much, right? But so to me, that they didn't take a swing on any of the possibles. Like obviously, none of it was going to make them number one in the West. But to me, perhaps you take a swing on one, 
right? Just to see what it does. You know, if it doesn't, presuming it doesn't cost you something. Yeah, I mean, we were just talking about, but to me, the one to potentially trade in the scenario you're talking about is Paul, because right now he's not, you know, he's hurt. He's not helping where you could turn him into rotation help, maybe bigger rotate, like a wing, yeah, a yeah. big. Yeah. Uh, that, like if, if you really like Pajemski and Canonas, you can go without Paul. There's no, I mean, you could. They've yeah. been doing it, uh, but uh, I I would imagine this was one. You know, Steve Kerr is not too enthused about moving off of Chris Paul, and you can we can argue that all all, all the way around. But uh, yeah, that's the one where you like he's been replaced. Like in the rotation for now, he's been replaced. There's some people who haven't been replaced, or they would really need it. Uh, and Chris Paul is somebody who essentially has been replaced. Maybe you know you wouldn't want that. In a in a playoff series with Pashemsky and Kionis or whoever else you're going to put in there, but I can see like that's just money, like that's a money proposition, and but I can also see the Warriors thinking, man, this guy like we might want him next season, like one more run with this if he's willing. You I know, don't know if that's their decision, TK. Well, no, it's not. But at least see him chatting like, away with, with if he's been replaced in the lineup. Yeah, that's, well, he, you assume he's getting But I, here, what I'm saying, like he's chatting away on the bench all game long. He and Draymond are smiling and talking. It's like, I heard, you know, you heard Draymond, you know, having Paul on his podcast. They're like saying, we were the best teammates ever. Like they're, I know a lot of this is surface and it doesn't mean something, you know, most is significant when you're making deals, you're putting together a roster, but I think they really like him. I mean, I think that's very obvious. Yeah. I am curious how, like when he comes back, the uh, he's injected into the lineup because I do see value for him in like the 12 non-step Curry minutes, but also like if this starting lineup, it continues to play well and it's closing lineup. It's not just the starting lineup. And then um, you break it up. Are you, are you willing to continually like you're doing with Clay Thompson at times, just, placing Chris Paul in the bench or having nights where it's like, Chris Paul, you're healthy, you're playing, you're playing 12 minutes. Yeah, that's going to be interesting. Although he might be closing instead of Clay, by the way. Like that's, you could see that. It did did happen. He did close at the start of the season. It wasn't over Clay, but he did close over Wiggins or whoever it was he was closing over. Um, I guess it was over Looney, right? Well, it needs to be night to night, and that's the big thing. And that's what they're signaling they're going to do. Yeah, you got Clay, Pajemski, Paul, Moody, could all close and for all, all for one spot exactly it is good. one spot gp2 would be in there too yeah. if you need a stopper one and spot is two what do you mean are you uh so wiggins so, wiggins, okay. well, I, think wiggins is in. I think wiggins is in you're there. right i mean like but it is wiggins, I, right. especially i think gary could replace wiggins but you do need that second perimeter defender that I don't think like a Clay, a Pajemski, a, a you know a uh, Chris Paul necessarily are. So I was just watching guard Maxi, and I like this guy when he's playing like that is really hard to replace. He was in a good mood yesterday too. He was smiling on the court. He was happy post game. He probably knew. They probably told him. I know. He's really I, happy his, now. He's really agent, happy now. His agent was in the building, and there was definitely indications by yesterday that's like, yeah, I don't think it's going to happen. So you're probably right. I mean, not that he knew 100% because there was there was some nerves leaving that locker room from him, from Looney even a little bit. But I agree. And I think he knew he put a nice little final stamp. Yeah. Like, don't trade me. It just is what he does. Yeah, Tyrese Maxey might have had a bad night anyway, but Tyrese Maxey was not involved in that game, and he had to be, and they just put Wiggins on him. Remind him of the 22 playoffs. I mean, we're a long way from there, and he's done a lot. Of, he's played some really not good basketball between now and then, but 
Luka Doncic, go put Wiggins on him. You know, Jason Tatum, go, go put Wiggins on him. Like, that's really important. And I'm not saying that he's for sure that anymore, but he's, what, 28? He's not, like, old. The fact that they can do that, small sample size, he did it last night, he's done it for two or three games now. Yeah, you keep him. You know, you keep him, you like him, he's a good guy, and then, you, you know, you make a decision on it in July. Yeah, I, I keep Wiggs. I just don't know that you can replace Wiggs in this this market. To me, it's like, Pascal Siakam, I don't know. I, I probably wouldn't have pulled the trigger for OG before, you know, but watching with the Knicks, yeah, I can see doing So let that. me ask you all, because Dallas was one of the teams that had kicked the tires on Wiggins. They gave up Grant Williams and Seth Curry to Charlotte for P.J. Washington. Well, you know, P.J. Washington's in the Wiggins realm. Um, at the bottom man. of it. Yeah, but not me. Yeah. Not me. Well, that's what I mean. So you guys are going, man. Yeah. So, so I'm not saying PJ Washington. What about the Grant Williams Seth Curry package? You know, these are the type of things we're talking about. I'd rather them get who Dallas got is Daniel Gafford. To me, that's the guy you could. Now the salaries are weird. Well, that wouldn't have been for more years. That, nah, it wouldn't have been for Wiggins. But that might have been for to like me. That's that's the like type that. of move where you like. Man, because you have figured out a way to get a legit seven foot rim protector who could finish at the rim. Yeah, that would have been like Looney. Looney plus, you know, you would have had to add a future ass. You'd have had to add because he's at like 12. You know, uh, I was thinking, I was looking to see what they could have done. And the only, the only like easy solution was to dump Chris Paul there. But that's, that's hilarious considering he came from there. Oh, no, you could do something I, like, like, Looney Moody for Daniel Looney Gafford. Moody, yeah. That's what I'm saying. You're giving up two – I don't know if you're giving up two pieces for Daniel Gafford. I don't that's know about I think, that. I think, but... when people, I think when people start to actually look at what the trade possibilities were in this market, like, it, they just – they weren't that great. Like, just – Royce O'Neal, you know. I mean, yeah. You know, there's – that. those were the players that were available. Like, Jeremy Grant didn't move. You know, Caruso yeah, but, didn't move. Like, none know? of – yeah, a lot of players. Like, Chicago. What does Chicago do, by the way? They, they like Chicago's their team. Chicago's going to keep everybody. <laughs> they like their gonna team. They're going to keep everybody. Yeah, and, and want, trying to get Jonathan Kaminga or <laughs> Alex Caruso is what they're trying to do, which yeah, would have been a great move, Chicago. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. 
As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Again, it's frustrating for fans, I understand, and I would bet you it's frustrating for some people in the Warriors front office, but let's see Let's see what they, if it's a good bet on what they got. Can they get to nine, eight, whatever, uh... And, you know, with Utah giving up a Linux, maybe that's a sign that they're, they're not too interested in staying at 10. Oh, and, they gave up their starting small forward, yeah. too, for Tecchio. He's that's probably right, better than that. Right. And they're playing the Warriors a bunch of times the rest of the season. So that's really interesting. That might be, the you know, just a doorway into the 10 already for the Warriors. So they're, you know, so theoretically in the plan if they keep playing well. Can you guys imagine a 9-10 Lakers-Warriors yeah. play Well, they've done this before, loser right? Elim- they did, but it was 7-8. Losers still got yeah. the 8. Now, now, then they went and lost to John Morant and the Grizzlies, but like a 9-10 Lakers-Warriors <laughs> no, would be The number one ratings uh, of the playoffs in that one ball game. Uh, and then, like, yeah, and then it's Kaminga. Like, we can talk about this. It's with trade deadline context. We talk, talk about this all context. It's John Kaminga. Like, can John Kaminga t- take the reins and go, I am really a number two? I am absolutely like sometimes he really looks like that. Sometimes he doesn't. They sure plain like it, right? Sometimes they just dump him the ball and they get out of his way and go do something. Okay, if you don't, then we start the offense up again. Uh, if he can keep doing this, they're a better team. Like, they are not a 10 seed if Kamingo's playing like this. They are not. They're like the 7-6 with a chance to be, you know, a team that the three or, you know, does not want to play. It has to happen. We haven't, you know, we've seen, what, 20 games of this from Kamingo, 25 games of this from Kamingo. We all can imagine this is who he is or better. We'll have to see. But that's the context of this. It's like as they look to 20, I keep saying 24-25, like as they look to that, who do you want around Stefan Kaminga? That's kind of, you know, who, who fits with those two guys? And, and Draymond. And, oh, no, Draymond's a key piece of this, no question. But he's, like, he's, you're right, he's a key piece of this. Uh, and But those two guys are the scorers. Those two guys are like, okay, when we go into the playoffs, how are we going to do this offensively? It's those two guys, what fits around them. We know you've got Draymond. And I think Wiggins after looking like he absolutely did not fit this, 100% did not fit this, now looks like he fits this. And now it looks like he fits this great. Um, it's just weird how the NBA works like that. Like this, like, this is a combination that Steve Kerr had essentially given up on. And I understood why he gave up on it. And then Draymond plops back in there, and now it's like, this is the future of the team, uh, which is good for them. You know, it, was, it came kind of in the nick of time. Uh, but 
we'll see we'll see what it is for the rest of the season if Kaminga keeps growing this all makes sense it really it doesn't know I don't know if they're one two three seed in a year or if Kaminga's really good but they got a way better shot at it than they had you know a month ago way way better shot at it we're all looking at we're getting pinged poor, by poor Warriors well, he's in there. You got to play. You got to play some more. But he's, he's well, you know, I think you know, I think that'll be part of. Uh, I mean, they got the same issue they had, right? They didn't. They didn't change anything. So you got the same issues you got. True, but you know, I a twelve-man rotation for eight spots. Yes, but I think there's more of an internal nudge, whatever you want to call it, to lean younger. And that doesn't mean all you know every game, every night, every young guy. Clearly, right now, Looney is staying ahead of Trace Jackson Davis. Uh, in the rotation, but Jonathan Dominguez, we were mentioning, is like now, like, can you even see him playing 18 minutes in a game ever again? No, right? I mean, he just seems like 30, starting 32 minutes. Uh, I think Moody, you know, there's will, no time for him at that when Kamiga's well, playing 30. It's a two, it's a two spot. It's a I two do, spot, I right? do think you know Clay on certain nights will be 24. But Chris Paul's coming you know? now. Steps are two. Yeah. Like, well, some of it's going to be there's just no the minutes. Yeah, it's a power forward spot. It's the, all sure. three spots. A two, three, four. It's a two, three. Four. You know, and and some of it, you know, it's going to be night to night with this team. Um, but I just think Steve Kerr is at least in a much more of a willing position to bench veterans for young guys if he feels like it's the correct decision and i do think depending on where this last few months goes if it goes in a more sketchy direction i think there'll be more and more internal pressure whatever you want to call it to, to see the young guys more so uh, i don't think it's quite where it was early in the season where moses moody could hit three straight threes in sacramento <laughs> and it's like does it matter clay thompson to the scorer's table like that type of stuff i think is done but if clay thompson is playing well these guys aren't playing Yep. If Andrew Wiggins is playing well, these guys aren't playing. Well, not these guys. I mean, Kaminga's playing. Kaminga's playing. Yes. No, I mean, like Moody. I mean, like GP2. I mean, Chris Paul, Brandon Pajemski. Well, Pajemski's going to find minutes for Brandon. I'm just saying. He's going to find minutes for All of them aren't playing, is my point. Like, this was the problem Steve was trying to address earlier. Like, we got to get it down to nine. It's not reasonable. Well, they got that again, and now you're going to add at some point, Gary Payton and Chris Paul to the mix. So, like, clearly, to me, clearly, Kaminga is in and Pajipski is in. So, you got Steph, Draymond, Wiggins, Clay. You know, where we haven't even mentioned Dario Sarge. Where's he playing? No, he's, Where's he like, playing? He's, his he's, his he, minutes are going yeah, down. Yeah, his minutes yeah, are down. they're going down. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Like, So, it feels like. Yeah, I mean that 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 re- some of the stuff thought we thought would be relieved at the trade deadline, but clearly yeah, it's not. So now they've got to figure it out. Yeah, they're figuring it out. Though. I mean, they've got to try to win whatever they can do yeah. to win. And that's like you know, early in the year, it didn't matter if Wiggins or Clay was playing not that great. Like he was going back to them. Where now he's on nights they're not. He's not going back to them, and that is a difference. Um, but also, yeah, I don't know. I mean, you don't want to completely categorize this season as a throwaway and sure there's this outside shot that they make some noise out of the play in but in general like they're also just like they're 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 not trying to speed up and like chase down a title in a lot of ways i mean the players will still attempt to do that but they're not chasing wins is that what you're saying I'm not chasing wins uh, they, actually, they, they, they do need to chase wins to get into the play in though yeah. they, they yeah. can't be th- they throw away a bunch of games 
I think no, I think Moody's going to play. Uh again, doesn't not saying I know it's going to be 20 minutes a game, but I think the clay minutes that's there's a there's a targeted minutes like they're going to go down. They've already started to go down. Bajemski is playing more minutes than Clay. I, I don't know that for a fact, but it just feels like that watching the game. Kaminga almost never comes out anymore. Like they get him right back in when they possibly can. They got to score buckets. He's in there. Um, you know, these Moody's going to get some minutes in there. Bajemski's going to get some minutes in in there. These are these guys are going to play. Trace Jackson Davis maybe not. And I know that pisses off a lot of Warriors fans. I don't want to be too mean, but he hasn't been that good last few weeks. He hasn't. He drops the ball a lot. If you're going to be a rim runner, if you're going to catch lobs, you can't drop the ball a lot. And he does. Or, and, and, or misses if it's on the right-hand side. He'll make it from the left-hand side. He will not make it from the right-hand side. Maybe he'll figure that out. You know the term I've heard with Looney that, that he's just gives better than Trace at this point is just game plan discipline. And they're obsessed right now with becoming more capable defensively they're the seventh best defense over the last eight games draymond has a lot to do with that but like last night in the second quarter Kevon looney was really good defensively. Was good. Was was good. Good. Was yeah. yeah well that's the other thing is if you're going to play kaminga who is not necessarily going to have game plan discipline on defense uh even now it, it's hard to have him out there with tjd if they're both a little off it's it's hard uh again i understand that you know Trace does some things that are really interesting. Uh, he is a good rebounder. He does contest shots, but he gets out of position. And you have him out of position and Kaminga out of position or one of them out of position on every series. It's a problem. And uh, and Looney is like, was bouncing around last night. Like he was, uh, you know, 25 again. And I guess he's not even that much older than 25 right now, but he was looking very What's good his birthday this week yeah what is he 28 yeah, now 28 <laughs> it's unbelievable uh and Clay Thompson's get, birthday today yep you, you get why they play him you just understand when he does stuff like that and if you just allow that Kerr is kind of like having to say Kaminga's gonna get beat back door once or twice a game that just is gonna happen I need to know that the, the center is gonna be there waiting for him underneath and that isn't gonna always be TJD so um, if you can look at it like maximizing Kaminga means you don't necessarily play TJD. That's just kind of the, the, the deal they've made. And you need Draymond or Looney out there. You know, I don't think you're going to see him out there with a, any other center but those two just because of those things. And that maximizes what they can get out of Kaminga offensively. And then on defense, he can make the big, you know, weak side block. He can do those sort of things. Um, but then I think it's still, I still think Moody's going to play. I think he should play think he can play i think he's been a little bit rusty you know understandably last few games but the guy does good stuff and he can play big that's what i keep saying he can play it's i i do say this i i can be picky about pajemski because he's such a weird and unique player and i understand why he's getting minutes but the guys shoot over him like constantly and he doesn't take jump shots and moody moody takes jump shots and he is hard to shoot over and those are two very valuable things when you've got smaller guards like they do uh, and you don't want two smaller ones out there all the time because then they get matched on a big wing and they get shot right over. So uh, I, think, I think Moody's going to get Chris Paul. Yeah, there's that they get shot right over. I don't. I mean, they do. That's just the way. Chris Paul doesn't like hearing about it. Nine time defensive team player of the year, whatever. But um, Moody makes a difference when he's out there, and he's solid. And he, you know, he's just a big wing. Marcus Thompson, do you think the veterans at all are like? 
wishing they could have gotten maybe a little bit more reinforcements or is it like, Hey, look, this is, there's more of an understandable, Hey, we're 11th. Can't just expend all future assets to, for, for a team that hasn't proven to be, you know, worthy at this point. No, I wouldn't have done it for this year. I would have done it with an eye towards next year. Yeah. Like if, if you have, you know, you would have thrown the boat at Siakam like two months ago. Is what you would have done. To me, you, you try to make the moves that instead of trying to put all your eggs in the offseason basket, maybe you do one or two now because that's really all you got if you don't take advantage of the deadline and you ain't take advantage of the next deadline because if you win it, you're not really hoping you, you don't want to take it. You don't want to take advantage of a trade deadline because that means you're not that good, right? Like that's the situation there now. So I would have liked to see, and you know, they did that actually, Corey Joseph. They got a second round pick. They got into the draft. Not that big of a deal, but it's the type of thing that I think you do. Like, all right, what can you do for the future? What move would have intrigued you more? Like Kelly Olenek is a guy they looked at. Caruso, clearly, like if the Bulls were only going to take Kaminga for him. They wanted right? way too much. I'm not doing yeah. that for Caruso. Uh, would you have attempted to jump in the DeJounte Murray sweepstakes, which obviously had no winner because Atlanta wanted a ton for him? I mean, to me, like, Bogdanovich is intriguing. Like, I said, I like, I, you know, I, oh, wait, which which Bogdanovich, by the way? Atlanta? Oh, yeah, uh, Detroit Pistons. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I agree. The Bogdanovich-Burks package, if that could have been like Wiggins and Moody or something. You know, re- return uh, ret- return uh, Alec Burks to the face center he built. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he, he christened. I was right? thinking, where's Glenn no. Robinson these days, MT? Where's Glenn Robinson? <laughs> Uh, I, I think he's on a G. I think he might be on like the Wisconsin wow. herd wow. or something. Wow. He's on, he's MT's guy. MT's guy. That's my guy, man. They don't yeah. like my guys here. <laughs> I, I don't know if I would have given it up Wiggins for him, but I do think that, like, to me, that's the kind of piece that, all right, you get him now, and then he becomes pretty valuable in the future. Like, hey, I, you could see him sticking around and being part of the equation for next year. You kind of give him a taste of, what it's like to be with the Warriors and say, all right, let's 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 do this long term. Uh, but I, I agree, there wasn't there wasn't much out there to make you like they should have done this, they should have done this. Uh, to me, it's just like they had five possibilities they could move on their team, right? Yeah, you, you got Wiggins, you got Chris Paul, you got Booty, you got Looney. You know, I don't know what what starts is worth at, at his dollar figure, but. It feels like you could have done something to say, all right, let's look ahead. Unless you think all these guys are coming back next year and you're gonna figure out you're gonna figure out where you keep them all. But that's the only like, criticism I would have. But then it's also probably not possible. And I do think there is I was just talking to somebody about this. There is something to the fact that teams are not going to help the Warriors unless it helps them. Like it's gotta be a very clear win for them. Like you get some of this. Uh, do do you really want to? I think the Lakers deal with this too. Do you really want to give the Lakers the deal that vaults them back to the top? Like, do you really want to give the Warriors the a deal? The Minnesota that them Timberwolves back to the top? have been very friendly in the past, so I think there are some teams out there. I, I don't know if they will be now, though. I don't think they were offered Jaden McDaniels. For- <laughs> D'Angelo Russell was available out there. To, you know. the, the, hey, wow, D'Angelo Russell. I can't believe they kept him. To me, the the question is, like, now that they've got this team, 
what do they do on the perimeter with the two small guards? Because you got to play Chris Paul and you got to play Steph. And how do you offset that? Because to me, that's the one major question. I think you limit Paul's minutes more than he had previously been playing. You play him all the non-Steph minutes, and then the Steph min- the the minutes you overlap him and Steph, maybe there's no clay. You know, maybe it's it's Steph, Chris Paul, Wiggins, Kaminga, Draymond. You know, something like that. Yeah. Yep. And, and it doesn't have to be that many minutes, right? It can be yeah. four and four, and you know, each half. So you you get him to you know, was that twenty minutes? You know, then he's not gonna love twenty minutes, but. Sometimes it's going to be more than 20 minutes. And if he really doesn't like it, okay, too bad. You're going to leave and go to another team. That's okay. Um, I just think they think there's more in Chris Paul. I do think they think that. Uh, maybe it's optimistic because they like him so much. Like there was some, you know, uncertainty about what he was going to be like in that locker room. We all know it over the offseason. They certainly have had their battles with him. They know he can be a little prickly or a lot prickly, but he dropped in there and they love him. Like they really like him and he's bought in and he's on the bench when he's hurt and he's cheering them on. He's giving him, you know, discussions and he and Draymond are talking through the game. So um, they're going to try it. Maybe it doesn't work out all great. I don't think, you know, listen, I I like Kenyonez. He's better than Corey Joseph, but can you keep on? (laughs) Can he really be the guy who gets extra minutes Is the guard when, you know, Steph's in foul trouble or whatever? I mean, probably not. So um, they're going to keep looking at it. And I think in the back of their minds, they think they might be able to resign him for less. You know, maybe that's not true. Maybe they're completely lying to themselves. But I think they think like, okay, if we want one more run, unbelievable with a, you know, 38-year-old point guard, can we can we say one more run? And it's Steph and CP3 and Draymond and all that thing. I think they could do that. And maybe Clay Thompson's the one who's the casualty of that, maybe. Uh, you know, see how it goes. I don't see Paul doing that. Play it's forty minutes a night, not starting. Yeah, and it probably have to be more than twenty minutes. Like, yeah, have to be more, not, 20, more than twenty. That's minutes. what but, I'm I mean, saying. Like this is Chris Paul. But man. is there a you starting gotta... job out there for him right now? Like I guess Orlando, maybe. Uh, I don't know. You want to cut into the minutes of their young guards, though. I mean, I'm not yes. sure. <laughs> San Antonio. I mean, I would love to see him. Him and Wimbanyana would be wonderful to see. I just don't know that San Antonio is in that. Like there maybe there are openings for him but they're not a lot and they're not going to be for 35 million dollars a year so again i don't know we don't know what's going to happen in july i just think in the back of the minds of warriors like you know it wouldn't be terrible to see if chris ball wants to come back i would say he would be a higher priority than clay would be in their minds and i don't want this aggregated i'm just throwing it out there but like if you had to get aggregated it's aggregated i'm i I wouldn't agree but you know that's that's just us having you know, it's semantics. But yeah, I hate that part, you know. So yeah. <laughs> no, I mean Clay means so much to them. Clay, yeah. obviously, I, I don't want to discount that part. And he can turn around and have a good game like he did last night. And he can fight on the, you know, he fights on defense against bigger guys. And that is very valuable to them. We talk about who's their backup power forward, and sometimes it's Clay. Uh, but I don't know, you know, I just you know, again, who knows what they're gonna want, who knows what's gonna be on their minds. Uh, I think it might be one or the other, though. If you're just if you're saying this team should not be a four hundred million dollars, it's dependent team. on money and then options. You know what could Chris Paul potentially get you? You know yep. if if you're yep. you know trading him, and that's 
so much has to play out and and we can almost wrap there because i gotta get to this game tonight which by the way <laughs> is gonna be very difficult for them you know fifth game on the on a five game trip back to back in india i was also thinking like that's races. another reason why you don't make a big trade is how many players would you have available for this game if you'd made a two for two for two trade you would have yeah. very few people available to play so and they're going after it tonight all the vets are playing you know on a game that maybe normally would profile as a, as a night they rest some of their guys so i mean it's a big game they, they i mean it's it changes the tenor win. of the road trip. Four yeah. one yeah. road trip, and the one being an overtime loss that they should have won. Oh, but like, yeah, I mean, look, they're five and three in their last eight, and their three losses are the two one point losses at home to the Kings and Lakers, and then the overtime loss in Atlanta. So they stink in overtime. By the way, they just stink. In yeah, overtime. I think one and four this year, and that dates back a long time. But yeah, I don't know. Somewhat of a of a bland deadline, not only for the Warriors, but really for the league. I thought. There was action today. You know, it was action. It was Knicks. It was so, action. You know, but it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't the big... The, the, the stuff happened already. Yeah, you you know, wasn't moved by Spencer Dinwiddie, man. <laughs> he's about to get bought out. Now the Spencer Dinwiddie sweepstakes. One thing in. I should say with the Spencer Dinwiddie sweepstakes or the Joe Harris sweepstakes, the Warriors, because of where they are financially, cannot sign those guys. They can do other buyout guys, but if anybody's over the non-taxpayer mid-level on their current contract, the Warriors are ineligible. But they can sign buyout guys for the minimum, Correct. Well, they can sign them for the minimum, but only if they were not. If their contract if were co- before. Oh, really? Oh, really? Like Spencer oh, wow. Dinwiddie's so contract. Was, oh, wow. Yeah. I didn't know that. Okay. Joe Harris is the same. His contract was too high. So if he gets bought out, the Warriors cannot. Okay. Get him Good that. to know. Good to know. That's one of one of the many new rules that are coming with this second apron that will limit teams. That's why the Warriors want to, among the many reasons. I think that's why they're, yeah, they're getting under second. Like, yeah. that's not. Yeah. yeah. All right. Later. Get to the ball game. All right, see y'all.